Welcome to 10 Minute Tech Calm. This is Ryan Weber from the University of Alabama in Huntsville. We all know that designing for users is challenging. And when you're designing for users in an international context, it's even more challenging. And so I've brought in an expert today to help us understand how we can better research the spaces that international users engage. Hi, my name is Kirk St. Amant, and I'm a professor at Louisiana Tech University, where I teach classes in technical communication, specializing in usability, health and medical communication, and international communication. I'm also an affiliate faculty with the University of Limerick in Ireland, where I teach in the area of international health and medical communication. Dr. Sainamont joins us today to talk about two recent articles he published that give designers tools that they can use to research users in international contexts. I hope you enjoy the conversation. Welcome back to the podcast, Kirk. We're really glad to have you today. And what we're talking about are two recent articles that you put out about user experience in international cultures. And to get started, I guess, what are some of the differences in user experience that designers should be aware of when they start designing for international contexts? Great question, Ryan. I think the biggest thing has to do with the design of the device itself is not sort of inherent to the technology, but rather we've always got to consider the space and place in which it's used. And so while seemingly the way an interface is configured should technically work from one culture and one global location to another, the actual physical environment in which people are accessing or using, say, an interface can vary. And those variations in the physical environment, that context, affects how well individuals can interact with or use technologies. The example I give, because I do a lot of work in health and medical communication, is when in the course of a particular day or when in the course of, say, their average annual lifestyle, do individuals visit a medical facility for treatment? How does that, where they go to receive different kinds of treatment, affect how to design materials to be used in that setting? And so that's kind of the focus of my, my most recent course of research along those lines. Great. And you give us two tools that designers can use to really research user experience in international contexts. And I guess we'll take these one by one. So the first you give us is script theory. Can you tell us a little bit about what that is? Sure. Uh, Script theory comes out of cognitive science and cognitive studies, and it looks at this notion that we have these large-scale mental models for how we behave, interact in, and move through specific kinds of routines in certain contexts as a part of our daily lives. We do this to reduce the amount of sort of cognitive processing our brains have to do to move forward through the course of a day. So, for example, uh, as an educator, whenever students walk into a classroom, they know exactly where to position themselves, where to sit, what resources will be available. They know where I, as the instructor, will be in the given course of the classroom. And they also know what I'm expected to do in that setting. There's also sort of a learned protocol in terms of how to engage. They know that if they wish to ask questions, they're to raise their hand. And I call on them and they then respond. This complex set of interactive expectations is a script. And we have these for each of the common parts of our life where we engage in a given activity. Everything from ordering at a restaurant, which we can do without instruction, we just kind of go into a reflexive model and do, to checking in at a hospital, where we walk in for annual physical, we know to approach a check-in desk to provide our insurance card, the kinds of information we're going to be asked. Uh, We even know when we're going to be called in to be seen by a physician, at what time, by whom. So those kinds of routines, those behaviors, which are incredibly complicated, we've compacted into these very concise models that reflexively allow us to behave and interact in a space. And that's what a script is, and it guides the use of technology based upon what our mental model says should be in a space and how we are to use it in that space. So that's how scripts affect use and usability. 
So it sounds like the script theory really does draw from the metaphor of a script with actors and scenes and props and places where people can enter and exit. Is that what you're going for? Exactly. Script theory says there should always be a certain set of elements in a given environment to know how to behave in it. One are actors. Who will be there? And what will those people do in that setting? I walk into a restaurant. I know that there'll be a a waiter or waitress who will perform a specific task. There may or may not be a host or hostess who will perform a specific task. There will be props, certain items or elements I expect to be in that setting to perform a given activity. In a restaurant, I know there will be a menu for me to order from. I know there will be a table to sit at and and to eat my food from. I know that there'll be some sort of cutlery to eat my food with. There are also expectations of how to enter and exit a given setting or how new information and new details get into and leave a setting. In a restaurant, I know that information on the menu comes in with the server who brings the menu to me. That's an entry condition. I know that my order, the information of what I want to eat, will leave that setting and go to a kitchen for processing via a specific exit condition or exit process, which is the server will either remember or write down my order and take it to a a cook who will prepare it. So these dynamics, roles, props, entry conditions, exit conditions, we have for all scripts, all settings. So very much like a theater, we all perform our part and play our role. And we do so so reflexively that quite often we don't notice that we're doing things using objects without even thinking through their existence or their use. I imagine that one of the things you're interested in is that these scripts are culturally learned and specific to particular places. Is that right? Exactly. We aren't born with these things inherent to us. Rather, we learn them through repeated exposure over time or sort of an acculturation process where we engage in a situation, we observe, we learn what is expected to be there, what we are expected to do, with whom we're expected to interact. And the more we interact, the stronger those expectations become, kind of like a real solid bond in our cognitive processes, until the point where it's a reflexive behavior because we've seen it so often and made it a behavior that we just reflexively respond to and react with, a conditioned reflex. All right, so script theory is part one, and you add to that prototype theory. Can you tell us a little bit about what prototype theory is? Uh, Great question. Prototype theory comes out of linguistics, and it looks at how we identify objects in the world around us. And the idea is for every kind of word in our language, uh, for individuals who are sighted, we have a specific expectation of what that should look like. For individuals who are not, there might be specific expectations of when I pick it up or touch it, what does it feel like? But the idea is all objects are made up of characteristics. And if an object has enough of the certain characteristics we associate with an item, we'll identify it as such. So for example, if someone says, get me the cup, I'll look around in the environment around me, look at all the objects in them and say, a cup should have these features. It should be cylindrical. It should have a handle. It should hold fluid. If I see an object that meets those criteria, those characteristics, I'll say, that is a cup. I know what it is. And I know through exposure over time how to use it because I've seen others use it repeatedly this way. The idea is whenever we enter an environment to use something, we need to be able to identify it. By identifying an object, we know what it is, we know what it does, we know how to use it. And prototypes are the mental models we use for that identification process. For folks in usability, that means when something is designed, it has to meet the prototype expectations of what a given group of users expects it to look like. If it does not, they're not going to be able to identify it and therefore not use it. And like scripts, this is based upon repeated exposure over time. The more I see a cup and I'm told this is a cup, look at the parts and pieces of it, the better I can identify it. 
if my historical expectations growing up are different because the culture I'm in configures cups differently. When someone says, look for the cup, I'll look for a different thing. And so that's how this begins to affect usability in terms of interacting in a space. Great. Well, let's put these two things together. So you've got script theory and you've got prototype theory. How might you use these things in conjunction to understand something like an international context for medical care? Great question. So the way script theory and prototypes kind of come together is I know that in any script for behavior, checking into a hospital, I'll perform certain processes. There'll be certain objects or props there that I'll be expected to use or I'll expect others to use. And I expect others, roles, actors to be in that situation. So how do I identify the actors to know what they will do and know what my role is? How will I identify the props I'm expected to use and I expect them to use? Those are prototypes. When I walk into, say, the check-in area of a hospital, I look for a check-in or registration desk. The prototype model kicks in. I look for what I think that registration desk should look like. It should be configured a certain way. It should have certain things on it, a computer, for example. It might be behind a sliding glass window, but I know what I'm looking for. The moment I see it, I recognize it and I move toward it. I expect someone to be there, someone who engages in the check-in process. Quite often, I expect them to have a name tag that identifies themselves, and I expect them to use a prop, a computer, to check me in. I'm expecting they're going to ask me to use a prop, a medical insurance card, to provide my identity and my medical details. I also know that once I'm in that space, I'll need to wait to be called to an examining area by a nurse, a physician's assistant, or even a physician themselves. When that person enters the space and says, it's now time for your appointment, I expect them to be dressed in a certain way. And I know what they will do, what they will use. They'll have a clipboard. And on that clipboard will be a series of papers that have basic medical information on me. So I know what they're going to be using to proceed with the next part of the overall process. So this is how prototypes interact in scripts. They help us identify the roles the people will be working with and the props, the thing we will use and they will use to know how to behave and how to perform a process. So this is how scripts and prototypes interact in a space to affect usability or create effective conditions for use. Great. And as a researcher, how can I ask questions to understand some of these scripts and prototypes for other cultures and other contexts of use? It begins by asking a series of key research questions. And the first is, where do you engage in a certain kind of behavior? To use the medical model, where do you go to receive your annual physical? We've just kind of created the scene or the space in our play where something will take place. So now that you've told me I'm going to go to a, a local clinic, then I'll begin to ask specific script-related questions. Who will be in that area that will help you perform this given process? Who will be in that space to help you check in to the hospital for your physical? Then I begin to ask questions about props. What will they use to perform this process? What will they expect you to have or to use to facilitate this process? Then we get to entry and exit conditions. How will you enter this check-in area? Do you know where in the hospital it's located or where in the clinic it's located? Is there a specific sign that marks entrance or clinic entrance or check-in space that you look for to know how to get into that space to register? Whenever you're expecting someone to come into the waiting room where you're waiting to be processed, do you know how they're going to enter that space? Generally, it's through a door that's located next to the check-in area. So you know where they're going to enter and you know you will leave or exit that space through that particular location. It becomes a matter of asking these script-related questions to identify the dynamics. Once you know what they are, then you begin to ask a series of follow-up prototype-related questions about identification. Okay, 
there'll be a check-in person in this space to check you in. What will she or he look like? What characteristics will they have so you can identify who they are to know how to interact with them? What materials, what props will they have available to them to perform this process? How do you know what they are so that they're there? So it's all about once you've identified these questions to identify the script dynamics, identifying the specific design features of prototypes. Once you know these factors, you can begin to design materials that work in the space and other culture associates with a certain activity and to create usable objects, whether they be individuals with whom folks will interact, uniforms, or whether they'll be materials they're going to be using, everything from a computer technology to a medical insurance card, so they can use and perform activities effectively in that space. Fantastic. Well, it sounds like it's a really productive approach to research to kind of setting the scene for designers to be able to create things that fit in the spaces that people engage. Well, it's, it's relatively new, and I think it's something that we can all participate in, and that's the exciting part. While I tend to use it on a global level, it scopes and scales within regions as well. In your region of the country, people are probably going to use different medical care facilities in an urban area than they are in my region of the country, a more rural area. If we know what those scripts are and what props are in them, we can design to meet regional and more localized conditions of use and usability within the same cultural context. So that's kind of the interesting part about it, is it scopes and scales quite effectively by using the same dynamics and same mechanisms. Well, thanks for sharing this with us, Kirk. I really appreciate it. Thank you for this opportunity and for doing these podcasts. I appreciate it.